0: The Women Like You podcast would like to acknowledge Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people as the traditional owners of the land we walk on. We pay our respects to Elders past, present and emerging.
1: Are timing that appropriately to your circadian clock, to your natural energy levels, it just
0: becomes easier. We have a light hunger, like a hunger for light. We need to feed our brains light as much as possible all day. Hello and welcome to Women Like You,
1: the podcast for women who hate working out but know they should. I'm Sarah and I'm
0: a GP that works in fertility and women's health. And I'm Gab. I'm an audio producer and journalist. Have you ever wondered, what's the best time of day for exercise? Is there a more effective time to work out? The morning, the middle of the day, in the afternoon or at night? That's what we look at today. And the answer is simple and complicated. But
1: before we dive into that, we need to go back a few steps first.
0: Yeah, so... This kind of starts with the fact that I am not a morning person. I've never been a morning person. I've always struggled to wake up. I always feel sluggish and I always need to be woken by an alarm or let's face it, several alarms in order to actually get out of bed. Whereas
1: I am definitely a morning person, I have fairly regular sleeping hours. I tend to go to bed at roughly the same time every night and I wake up at about the same time. But, look, I do have nights where I wake up quite a bit and I can't get back to sleep easily.
0: For me, Sarah, I always thought my inability to get out of bed was because I'm inherently lazy or that I'm shit at life. But recently I've been making a big effort to be healthy, right, especially during the pandemic, during lockdown. I've been trying to eat well. I've been going to bed at regular times. I've been exercising every day. And even though I've been doing all those things, I have been feeling the most awful I have ever felt. Mm. In my yeah, entire life, and that, you know that, that's not fair. <laughs> no, no, and I've sent you texts about this all the time. You know, my muscles feel like lead. I feel burnt out. I feel sluggish, lethargic. It's sort of like I'm jet lagged. Um, and something I've noticed recently as well is. Uh, I'm feeling a lot more stressed, um, but with that stress comes a bit more anxiety and more irritability than I've ever really experienced before, which is a bit unusual for me. Mm. Um, So, yeah, even though I'm technically in what I would consider to be the best shape of my life um, and I'm trying to look after myself the most I've ever done, yeah, I I just feel awful every day. How about you? How are you feeling most days?
1: Look, Most days I'd have to say that I'm probably feeling pretty good. And now I I feel awful saying that because I now know that you've been feeling terrible. But yeah, look, aside from obviously feeling a bit burnt out at times and some broken sleep, I would say that I'm generally and genuinely feeling pretty good.
0: That's awesome. Um, It makes me feel very happy. (laughs) But it's um, also not surprising because uh, you're very good at, uh, you know, picking up tips and tricks from Intelligent people like yourself and others, and I'm good at just ignoring the the advice, even though um it's right there in front of me. So, I say this because you talked on this podcast a little while ago about another podcast called the Huberman Lab. It's a podcast by neurobiologist uh, Dr. Andrew Huberman. Um, true to form, Sarah, you told me about it months ago. I did absolutely nothing with this information <laughs> until the other day when you actually sent me a link to a recent episode. I finally got around to listening to it, and I'm not exaggerating when I say it has literally changed my life. The information in this episode was life-altering for me. And after implementing just a very few simple steps, I am now officially a morning person and it feels so weird to say that. It's it's just (laughs) honestly mind-blowing. So, I want to say thank you, Sarah. Thank you for, um, A, telling me about this podcast months ago, but then reminding me about it when clearly I had ignored it. Uh, Thank you, Science. Thank you, Dr. Huberman. Oh, yes. Thank you, Dr. Huberman. I have absolutely drunk the Kool-Aid contained in this particular episode. It's a Kool-Aid that is completely backed by science, and I want to share the Kool-Aid because if I feel uh, as good as I do right now, which is just light years ahead of where I felt even just a couple of days ago light years I'm not exaggerating um I want to share this kool-aid and yeah Sarah what is the kool-aid well I'm glad you asked (laughs) Um, so look I I
1: I think it's the sun look it's uh, it's Sunshine, it is light, and uh, and, it's, and it's when we are exposed to these things. Look, I mean, if you think about it, the sun is the reason for everything. All of life on Earth, our survival, our evolution, everything. When we don't have sun, things do not go well for humans, nor do they go well for other species either. Yeah, true. You might be wondering how the hell the sun relates to exercise because obviously this is an exercise podcast, this is not a, uh, a solar panel podcast, um, <laughs> and we will get to that. Um, back when we first went into lockdown a few months ago, I mentioned on this podcast a few mental health tips to help us cope when the days all start to blend into one and when we don't have our normal daily routine, and morning sunlight was absolutely one of those tips. There's loads of research about the benefits of vitamin D, But there are other reasons why the sun is so critical for our health and well-being. Brilliantly outlined in a recent episode of the Huberman Lab, the episode is called Timing Light, Food and
0: Exercise for Better Sleep, Energy and Mood. And Seriously like you, you could not like have a better episode title all the things in it you're just like yes I do I do want better sleep energy and mood yes please give me give me the recipe tell me exactly. what i need to do <laughs> and, and and you know you and i are already trying to
1: eat better and exercise more so if there are protocols and ways of us kind of optimizing that to get better sleep better energy and better mood then
0: I am in, baby. Yeah, especially um, if you know, as, as I said, you know, in my case, I'm I'm really trying to eat better and and sleep better for uh, sleep better. I'm, I'm definitely trying to sleep better. But I'm really trying to you know eat better and, and exercise more. If you know for the health benefits, but it still was feeling really shit. Like it wasn't uh, actually. I was doing all the right things. But I still felt like poo. Um, and I think and that's this episode su- explained
1: why exactly. It's such a frustrating thing, and it's something that a lot of my patients share with me, particularly when you know we're trying to implement some some dietary and exercise changes into their into their life mm. and you have a catch up with them 2 weeks later and they're like no nah, doc i still i still feel like shit i still feel like You're shit like, yeah oh okay there's got to be an extra piece to this puzzle mm. and there is so <laughs> there is there is so dr huberman's guest was dr sema hatter the chief of the section of light and circadian rhythms at the national institute of mental health in the united states so you know he's the light guy. He is an expert on how light and particularly sunlight, when viewed at particular times can affect our mood, our sleep, our mental health. look, it just affects basically everything mm. um, Now I'm not going to lie this is a this is a long episode of the Huberman podcast oh, it's, yeah, she long.
0: Uh, oh she long. I think it's about two hours give or take. I think um, it's more. I think it's like two hours and fifteen minutes or something. It's 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 a yeah, you're really um you're investing a lot of time if you want to listen to this one.
1: Yeah, yeah. True, true. I am um, I did I did it in two se- in two sessions because uh, because I got sleepy. Um <laughs> But we will, if if it is too long, if it's TLDR, what is it, (laughs) TLDL? If it's too long, didn't listen. We will summarise a few of the key points here for you today. I do honestly, I highly recommend listening to it. Um, And there's so much stuff that we won't get into today on the Women Like You podcast about things like daylight savings and how. Gosh, daylight savings can really mess with us and and there are huge implications on our mental health, but mm. definitely if you can, you know, you can split it up into, you know, four half hour chunks or you can power on through, this is... I, I honestly think this is a, a penny dropping moment for so many of us. Mm. It's it's worth the listen.
0: Yes. I mean, I, as I said, it is literally the Kool-Aid. I have drunk it. I want to preach it. Uh, it's absolutely worth your while. Um, as Sarah said, it's going to make a few things click for you. And it's certainly made me feel so much better about physically, just physically better, but, you know, I'll get to that. I'll get to that a bit later. Um, you know, if, if you are someone like me who you, you, you struggle in the mornings, maybe you're someone who wakes up constantly at night and then you struggle to get back to sleep. Um, even if you're, you know, like Sarah, you, you your sleep is quite regular, but you might feel tired a lot of the time during the day. It's possible that you're not getting enough light at the right times of day and you might be getting lots of artificial light at the wrong times of the day, and that's kind of the key message of this particular episode. And uh, and
1: this episode will give you some really key tips and protocols for how to to make relatively simple changes. I think that can have profound effects on your biology.
0: Mm. I mean, I think the biggest thing for me was it's it seems so freaking obvious Mm. but it didn't occur occur to me that obviously humans use, you know, animals, everything really, uses sunlight to set our circadian clock. So basically we have neurons in our eyes that are actually similar to frog skin. Incidentally, we have bits of frog in our eyes. Hey, frog eyes. Hey, frog eyes. We have neurons in our eyes that help us to set our clock. Even people who are blind have these neurons, and it's just as important for them to get exposure to light. Basically, without these particular neurons, or oh, sorry, without without light and exposure to light, our brains have no idea what time of day or night it is, which leads to a whole lot of other different health problems. Um, and you know, we know for animals, it literally impacts their survival. It impacts yeah. things like when they're going to be able to eat and hunt and when prey might be available or if they indeed then become prey because, you know, they're out of sync with their wake sleep, sleep, wake cycle. Um, yeah, basically our, our brains need the light to know what time of day it is when we are in time. That's what light does. It actually tells our brains subconsciously, hey, this is what time of day it is. Um, and that for me was so obvious. And yet, had not occurred to me at all how important it is to get light, particularly first thing in the morning. And you know, as you know, Sarah, obviously during lockdown over the last few months, you've been going to work, getting up and going going to work, going to the office every day. I've been getting up and going to the spare room, and you know, turning on my computer, and then I'll just be there for like eight to ten hours every single day um, with not really any access to natural light. Uh, you know, I might go out in a balcony, but probably not. There are some days where I literally would be in this dark room for, you know, 8 to 10 hours a day without much access to light or exposure to light. And it never occurred to me that my brain actually needed to see the sun in the morning to know what the hell time it was.
1: Yeah, and to know to know what the hell time it was, to know then what's the best time for you to eat, what's the best time for you to exercise. There are so many bodily functions and so much of your biology that is intrinsically linked to the time that you're first exposed to sunlight.
0: Mm. And, you know, we, we hear about the circadian circadian rhythm thing all the time, you know, you are you a night owl? Are you an early bird? All that kind of stuff. And mm, there's, there's a the lot of- what- The yes. chronotypes, the chronotypes. Are,
1: are you a night owl? Are you an early bird? I don't know why they're all birds, but- anyway. yeah, no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, when clearly there should be frogs seeing as how it's because of this amazing frog skin in our eyes that, um, you know, our, our brains are talking to the sun or the sun is talking to our brains um, and it's helping us figure out where the hell in time we are every single mm. day and, and when in time we are. Um, and, and so that's why one of the, the first things that is mentioned in this particular episode of the Huberman Lab podcast, one of the first tips um, that – Dr. Hattar gives is expose yourself to... Don't expose yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Expose yourself. Expose yourself. No. Expose Expose yourself to... (laughs) Expose Expose your eyes. Expose your eyes. Expose your eyes to morning sunlight. At least 15 minutes in the morning outside... If it's a cloudier day, he recommends that you stay out for a little bit longer. If you miss a day because, you know, you're in a rush, you've got stuff to do, you can't, you know, spend 15 minutes leisurely outside, he says, you know, you can stay out for longer the next day. Um, But where possible, if you can do this every single day, if you can get up, go outside, take your coffee or go for your morning walk, whatever it is, get outside and see that morning sunlight. He, He mentioned that there's not, they don't really have much evidence as to why in particular we need the morning sun like why it is except that it's essential that we do
1: i think this is a this is absolutely an area of research where they have you know identified this particular area of the brain that was like we knew this we knew this part of the brain existed but we didn't really understand what why its role was and uh, and so you know this is absolutely you know watch this space in a sense because I think over the next five to ten years there are going to be some incredible breakthroughs which will help us to understand how light is important and why light is so important for us. But what we definitely know so far is that it absolutely is?
0: Is that it is? Yeah, totally. And so, you know, first first thing for you, if you like me, are feeling real shit most days, um, and you're just sluggish. And even though you might be, yeah, trying to exercise regularly, trying to eat relatively well, trying to get, you know, trying to go to bed, you might be someone who goes to bed about eleven o'clock and wakes up around seven or eight, you know, most nights. But you might find that it's broken sleep, or um, you know, you're not feeling refreshed when you wake up. This. This is something that you could try, getting 15 minutes in the morning outside of morning sunlight. Do that every day and see if it makes you feel any better. And Dr. Hattar says that if you can try this, it actually will help you set or even reset your circadian rhythm which at the moment might be completely out of whack might be like me the reason why you're feeling real shit is because it's it's out of whack yeah Um, yeah
1: you're you're phase shifting yourself into a different schedule that your body just does not crave
0: mm. yeah and there was this brilliant part in the podcast where dr huberman talked to he basically summed it up beautifully as saying that we have we have almost like a light hunger, like a hunger for light. We need to feed our brains light as much as possible all day. Um, And it's not just about setting the circadian rhythm. Um, As you mentioned, that relatively uh, recent discovery of a particular part of the brain, the the perihabenular nucleus. The perihabenular
1: nucleus. So, we always knew about this thing called the habenula, but now this is the peri nucleus. So, you can think of that as the area around the herbenula. And yeah, like I was saying before, we we knew it existed, but we didn't entirely know what it
0: did. Mm. So, what? uh, something that has only come out recently that they talk about in this podcast is that we, yeah, we basically need light, as much light as we can get safely. Obviously, um, we're not talking about staring directly into the sun or you know, any time when you're outside. If, you, if, it's, if it's too light that it's painful, stop. Like, that's obviously mm. not the light that yep. we're talking about. Um, but um, as much light as you can get during the day is directly linked to boosting your mood that, through this particular function of the brain, the yes. perihabenula.
1: Right, Isn't exactly. That, it's wild. So, so this is we're we're talking way beyond just setting your sleep wake schedule, which is essentially what we're talking about when we're when we're chatting about the circadian rhythm. Mm. But this this hunger for light, this need for light, can have a profound effect on our mood.
0: Yes, it's wild. And so this this particular bit if you're listening to this and going, well, I sleep fine, I feel fine, I wake up okay, like, you know, whatever, this is – none of this seems to like – of course, sunlight, I get enough sunlight every morning, none of this makes any – is not related to me at all. This is for you if you're finding – that you're generally feeling just a bit lethargic and shit during the day, even if you're getting regular sleep, you know, if you're waking up not really feeling refreshed um, or just that during the day you're just like, uh I just feel a bit sluggish and gross. This is why it's possibly because you might be getting great morning sunlight and that's kind of setting your sleep-wake rhythm and, and everything all yeah, yeah, oh, exactly. that's in sync, but you're not getting enough sunlight during the day for this particular part of the brain that feels good when it gets sunlight. Like it's... Literally mind blowing. <laughs> I,
1: l- I love hearing. I love hearing your mind blown. <laughs> um, it's uh, yeah. So I think you know we've we've definitely spoken on this podcast about you know that the early morning light, the early evening light. But I was completely unaware of how important that light through the day is, not only to you know improving your mood, but I think. You know, there's now evolving evidence that that quality of light and the quantity of of light that you get through the day also impacts things like your hunger. Mm. It impacts it impacts your metabolism. Um, so there are there are so many more reasons than just getting a so-called
0: good night's sleep to get this light through your day. Mm. And I promise we will get to uh, how the hell. This affects your exercise very soon on this exercise podcast. But one of the other big things, um, which is the reverse of the morning sunlight, is the issue of screens and bright lights at night. So, one, of, one way to know if you haven't got enough light during the day is if you're one of those people who constantly turns heaps of lights on in your house at night, if you find yourself doing that, it's because your brain is literally craving light because it hasn't had enough light during the day. Mm. But unfortunately, by turning on lots of lights at night or by looking at your phone or your computer or your TV very late at night, you're effectively telling your brain that it's daytime, which completely Fs with your circadian rhythm and puts your sleep cycle out of whack. And I think that's the key. That's something that we're all going to struggle with because we're on our phones all of the time. We're watching TV late into the night. You know, we're, we're on emails, working late at night. You know, it's actually fucking with your brain like it's turning your lights back on basically it's going hey, yeah, it's yeah. daytime <laughs> at,
1: at that point in your day when you really want to be you want to be winding down you want to be telling your body that you're preparing for sleep this isn't the high energy point of your day this is it's time to rest mm. but if you continue to bombard your retina with light molecules at that point in
0: time then you are you are messing with that rhythm. Well, yeah. I mean, this was what was one of the most amazing revelations for me. Is so, Sarah. You know, you've mentioned sometimes, and I'm certainly guilty of this as well. But you've mentioned sometimes those nights when you've got really disrupted sleep, where um, you know, you might wake up at like two or three in the morning. You might get up, go to the loo, and you go back to bed, and you're just like, bing, lights are like, you're just awake, and you absolutely Hello, can't I'm fall here. back to sleep. Yeah. yeah. So what Dr. Hatta was saying was that. If you're one of those people for whom that happens, the reason is that you your sleep-wake cycle is so out of whack that even though you might be going to sleep at you know 10 or 11 at night or you know even a little bit later, 11 or 12, um, if you're one of those people that wakes up a couple of hours later, a couple of hours into your eight hours, six to eight-hour sleep mm. um, and you can't get back to sleep, basically you're just having a nap. That's what your body thinks you're doing. It thinks you're having an afternoon nap. I know, that blew my mind. <laughs> it doesn't register that you're actually trying to get your full night's sleep in. That is that is crazy, right? Because think about how many times th- that would have happened where you've gone, oh, I can't get back to sleep, you know, I wonder why. Your brain's literally going, oh, that was a nice two-hour nap. Anyway, on with the day. <laughs> Up and at <laughs> Up and at
1: <laughs> But it's bloody three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Excuse S- me while I let my dog out again. <laughs> He's, come, he's knocked to come in. He's had a little cry. Now he wants, no, to, go he wants outside. to go out. He's seen what you're doing. All
0: right. Okay.
1: He's like, this is boring. <laughs> How'd you go? So I think, you know, the, the the very most basic version of this is get yourself some decent light in the morning, mm. but really also focus on reducing the amount of light that you have in your home at night. We, we can often do with a lot less light than we think. So in the evenings, you know, rather than having your big overhead, bright, high wattage lights on, you know, think about popping some gentle lamp light on, or perhaps even a bit of romantic candlelight. Ooh. Um think mood light of an evening. You know, mm. this isn't the time that you want bright, iridescent, you know, overhead fluoros on. You want nice low light that's very gentle, kind of moody, a bit sexy. Ooh. And it's interesting how quickly your eyes will adjust to that, even if you're used to working in very bright environments. Once you, you know, gradually dim that light as the as the evening progresses, your eyes will adjust. You'll be able to do a lot more by candlelight or by lamp light than you think you are. Obviously the minute you turn off the big bright lights, you feel like you're being plunged into blackness. Mm-hmm. But you know how your eyes will adjust. And so low level light will not stimulate this sort of reversal of the sleep wake cycle in the same way that big yucky overhead lights will.
0: Yeah, or bright screens right in front of your face yes. as well. Bright yeah. screens. Yeah. Right it's- in front of you, right in front of your eyeballs. So so Sarah, this has I cannot thank you enough. I cannot thank Dr. Huberman and Dr. Hatar enough. This has literally changed my life in the space of a few days. And it's interesting we're talking about obviously reducing lights in the evening. Um, If you get enough light during the day, it's easier to reduce light in the evening. But if you haven't got enough light during the day, that's when you'll really struggle because, you know, you can feel yourself sometimes needing to turn lights on around you, um, you know, and it's uncomfortable to be in such darkness. And it's because you haven't had enough light during the day. Um, But the first day that I listened to this episode, I consumed sunlight like I was a light junkie I, I pretty much spent all of the day not a, not in direct sunlight because you know I've got very fair skin but I spent all as much of my day as possible on um, my balcony I've got a plane flying overhead oh. hello um, uh, I spent much of my day on the balcony I went out for big walks I literally was just soaking it in soaking up the light and that night I fell asleep naturally around 11, 11 o'clock. I didn't really have any awesome. issues. Yeah, falling asleep, which was interesting. Normally, uh, especially of the last few weeks, um, it's been, I've noticed I've been really restless at night and I've not been able to kind of calmly nod off. Um, but this is the key, Sarah. This is the moment. On a, like It was like a Saturday night. I fell asleep around 11-ish. I woke up on a Sunday morning naturally like no alarms nothing at 6 30 a.m welcome to my world baby <laughs> you're going like hey yeah hello welcome no no dad. but
1: like i'm i'm just i am genuinely always up by 6 30 because yes. my my body can't keep me asleep past that i've kind of been jealous of the people that can sleep in because like absolute clockwork every morning at 5 50 5.50, 5.50 boom eyes open.
0: You're up. Well, that's, this is literally the first time in my life where that has ever happened, where an alarm hasn't woken me up and my eyes have just opened of their own accord. And I've also done that every day since. Mm. No alarms have woken me up since.
1: There was uh, the, it, quite early on in the episode from memory, they talked about that uh, that study where they took a bunch of really, you know, out of whack um, sleep cycled college students. Yeah, and yeah, them- you know, like
0: late, late nights. Yeah, like, like-
1: the, the late phases, mm. They, you know, they, they wake sleep up super late in yep. the day, yep. they go to bed super late, they feel tired, they feel sluggish. They took them camping for, I think it was seven days and within a very short amount of time of being exposed to natural morning light, not exposed to any artificial light of an evening, mm. their circadian clocks changed and they stay changed. Yes. So, so this is the you know this is the really powerful thing here is that this little experiment that you can do on yourself, which is entirely free and uh, and entirely safe, is it, it, you can you can reap the benefits of it really quickly. As as Gab has told us today, mm. you can reap the benefits quite quickly, and those benefits can be relatively long lasting if you start to get into a good cycle.
0: Mm, it's it's seriously I, I like I literally sound like I've you know drunk the Kool Aid I have like it's just I'm gonna stand on the, the street corner and start preaching this stuff it's it's just get incredible some sun. yeah get some sun people you know and, and you did mention before about how like in in the podcast they do talk about daylight saving and how it's actually hideously terrible for us um, mm. biologically and you know why they you know they, they sort of wanted a, like a call to arms to like kind of ban daylight saving <laughs> yes uh, you know which is just it it's like when you look at the science you go yeah that's Uh, It makes makes so much sense and it explains why when
1: we entered into Daylight Saving, despite having, I have like a really regimented sleep-wake cycle, all of a sudden I just, my sleep went out of whack for, I reckon, a good couple of weeks before I kind of started to adjust to this new, to
0: this new. To the new. And then you have to do that, you have to go back again in like six months' time or whatever it oh, is. Oh, and that five is time. so yeah.
1: much harder. That yeah. is so it's so much harder. it's literally like
0: jet lag. And I, 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 mm. that's the other thing, you know, if you are somebody, you know, as things do start to open up and we do start to be able to travel different time zones, um, they also had some amazing tips for how to overcome jet lag and using sun is one of the key, one yeah. of the key and, factors. And, and light in general
1: about mm. you know giving your body light when it needs it and and starving your
0: body of light when it doesn't need it mm. it's honestly yeah it has literally changed my changed my life uh, and I don't mean to sound like a wanker when I say that but I I, I have never felt better <laughs> than this like every I have energy I like literally feel yeah, alert I, and I know I and feel I I you you know
1: I've been banging on about this all year is that I you know I Will not go back to driving to work because I so desperately crave that twenty minutes of 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 walking time outdoors of a morning. And now, like all of this podcast, it just it it made sense that the things that I was naturally doing doing, fairly naturally, um, and that whenever I shifted that away by having you know a big late night or drinking alcohol too late in the night or you know whatever you're doing so that you know you're ending up getting trapped in a Netflix series that you just keep watching the next episode next episode mm. um how awful i would feel as soon as i kind of got my sleep my sleep cycle out of
0: whack mm. um so yeah do the experiment on yourself kids yeah seriously um but of course you know as we said this isn't this is an exercise podcast. How the hell does any of this shit have to do with ex- <laughs> have to deal with exercise? How does it relate to exercise? And um, I, yeah, I think
1: I think this is all fairly intuitive when you do start to think about um, about light and how light affects our biology. Um, Dr. Hata talks about this uh, the tripartite model, um, which essentially means there is sort of three parts to the way that we should think about light influencing our biology. There is the circadian influence of light on setting our waking time and our sleeping time. There's the the homeostasis component, whereby the longer you are awake, the more you'll eventually want to go to sleep or the sort of the drive to sleep. And also the environmental factors. So when you are when you are seeing light and you are using your your vision as in your, you know, your ability to see objects as opposed to just using light as a method of setting your your clock, um, that these things will not only impact on the best time to wake up and go to sleep, but also the best time to eat, the Mm. best time to exercise, and the best time to use our brain for the really hard, complex tasks. And so the, the simple answer is that he says you should exercise at the time of the day that you feel the most alert. So, if you are naturally or if you have trained yourself to be a morning person, then it's probably best to get, you know, the bulk of your exercise in in that earlier part of the day when you are feeling the most alert, you're feeling the most energized, you're feeling the most motivated. I hate exercising at night. I just, <laughs> it's so foreign to me. I can't contemplate doing it because I always do my exercise before work or on the way to work and I might get a walk-in in the afternoon but I'm never doing anything too hardcore intense in the later part of the day because I don't have the energy for it it's mm. not it's not where my clock works best
0: yeah that, that's your wind down time that's
1: when you're that's powering wind down, down time. yeah that's mm. where I'm sitting by candlelight <laughs> cont- <laughs> contemplating my navel um <laughs> And uh, and when he was talking about um, talking about timing of exercise, it was really interesting that he is a very morning person, like way more hardcore morning person than I am. Mm, I think he wakes up at like four thirty or something. Is, yeah, yeah. And and he's you know asleep by nine o'clock, whereas I've got a very strict ten thirty bedtime. Mm-hmm. Um, but when he switched to exercising in the evening because he thought it might have been a bit more convenient for him. It actually made him feel heaps worse because he is an early morning person. Mm. But because he was in the gym, possibly with a whole bunch of like overhead, artificial light, but also, you know, exercise does cause some stress to our bodies, as we've discussed before, and it changes our core body temperature. When, When he tried to shift that to a point in his day that was not his sort of primary wakeful time he said his life just fell apart like he just felt so much worse Mm. and and it did in fact start to impact him in other ways so clearly it was having an impact on his metabolism because he said that he was you know hungry at different times he actually started to gain weight even though he wasn't necessarily doing anything else differently Mm. so again i think this is all about doing a little bit of experimentation on yourself Mm -hmm. and and you know Testing out, you know, if you if you are a morning person, you know, maybe test out just trying to get your exercise in of a morning for for a couple of weeks. Mm. Um, or if you are somebody that tends to feel that they've got a bit more energy in the afternoons, kind of after lunch, early afternoon is a really good time for you, then really focus on getting your exercise in at that time and and doing doing the little experiment of one the experiment on yourself and
0: seeing what impact that has on your overall energy levels. Yeah. And people often ask the question, when is the most effective time of day to exercise? Is there a difference between, you know, morning or evening or during the day? You know, is there a, an optimal time to exercise? It depends on you and yeah, your sleep Yeah, I was going to say there, there, absolutely,
1: there absolutely is, but the optimal time for me to exercise could be entirely different than the
0: optimal time for you to exercise. Mm. And it's, it's amazing because if I think about, especially the last few months when I was really, really struggling, um, you know, feeling so tired, so lethargic, just bloody awful. I was starting to sleep in a bit later and certainly being woken by alarm, like several alarms every morning. And then it was just like, ugh, it was such an effort to like get energised enough to to go to the spare room. Like I'm literally talking a 10-metre walk from the bedroom to the spare room to start, you know, turn on the computer and, and get into the day and, you know, like it was so exhausting that often what I was doing was then I wasn't getting my exercise in in the morning because I just felt so shit. It was just too hard. It was too hard. And so then I was doing it after work Um, and then obviously then I'm, I would be spending an evening after I've, you know, done a, pr- a fairly intense session after work then I would spend an evening watching TV on my phone till really late at night so really In the bright artificial light because it, you've
1: yep. been because you've been craving that extra light. Oh yeah, yeah. First, have turning met all your the lights light. on. Yeah, <laughs> you, you haven't met your light hunger for the day, so you're no, like, yeah. why do I feel terrible? I'm exercising
0: my ass off at yep. eight o'clock at night, yep. and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, and I'm now doing I'm getting all of some the right you know things. Yeah, I'm getting some wind down time in front of the TV. Like, what is going on? And then I would literally, you know, do it again the next day. I would, I would have really broken, shitty sleep. I'd struggle to fall asleep, and then the next morning, I'd yeah sleep in again, and then be like, oh, get up and do it again. It's incredible. Just in the time that I have spent over the last few days getting up, well, actually waking up naturally and then literally getting dressed, I've, I've been jumping in the car, driving down to the park at the end of uh, my road and and going for like a half hour walk, get really kind of soaking in this morning sunshine. Um it has felt so normal and, and it's it's probably when I'm feeling my most alert, you know, mm. I'm feeling quite switched on and so exercise has actually been a lot more achievable um, than it ever has been before. Purely because and of s- some goddamn sunlight.
1: Yeah, and probably, you know, you and I don't love exercise But if it's not – if it's feeling like less of a chore, Mm. then it's going to be easier to incorporate that little bit of daily exercise, you know, every day or most days. And it doesn't need to be harsh, high-intensity stuff. But if you are timing that to your biology, Mm. timing that appropriately to your circadian clock, timing that appropriately to your natural energy levels, it just becomes easier. Mm. And uh, don't we –
0: don't we, don't we want it to be easier? It's the aim of the game. It's the aim of the game, baby, yeah. for exercise loss, However, we can get this done if it's easier. Hell, yeah. Sign me up for that. Um, you know, you might be listening to this and going, what? Like, I'm not a morning person. I, I you know, I have a completely in sync uh, sleep-wake cycle. I'm just a, I'm literally a night owl. I'm a night yeah. bird. That's, that's how I roll. Then obviously for you, you know, exercising in the latter part of the day, you know, either in the afternoon or the evening might be the most alert time of day for you. Because mm. you've still got hours of, yes. you know, yeah. your day ahead of you before you go to sleep. You've got hours to kind of bring that body temperature back down, to bring those mm. stress hormones back down and, and to start winding down. Your, your winding down doesn't happen for many hours. But if your winding down is supposed to be happening, if you're trying to head, head to bed sort of 9, 9, 30, 10, you know, basically between 9 or 11, yeah, exercising after work or in the afternoon or at the end of your day is, is probably not optimal for you. No, it, it may well be. It may well be counterproductive.
1: Yeah, and definitely one of the takeaways from from any of the literature that I've read around this topic um, is yes, time it to your own sleep wake cycle, um, but probably for the very vast majority of people, don't exercise just before bed.
0: Yeah, that sounds like a terrible idea. Mm. Hey, because it exercise feels awful a lot of the time but it's obviously going to feel way more awful if you're then trying to okay get some shut eye yeah i mean it's
1: it's such a you know it's it's such a high energy activity that's why it's hard to do Mm. so you've just got to try and time that to when you think your energy levels are going to be at their best yes
0: like you podcast is produced by me gab burke and music is by hamish camilleri thank you so much for listening and sharing our little podcast you can follow
1: us on socials just search for women like you podcast on instagram and facebook or is that meta now
0: i don't know yeah um, oh meta <laughs> yeah meta. meta meta uh either way uh <laughs> One or (laughs) the other, just just jump on socials find us. Jump Um, on the socials, we'll be there. And while you're at it, you can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter at womenlikeyoupodcast.com. I'm Sarah. And I'm Gab. And this has been episode 21, baby. Woo-woo!
1: It has been fun. I've really enjoyed this episode because it feels like there are such juicy, juicy nuggets that women can implement and and action to get some real-life benefits. So... Yay. So
0: yes. happy. So yes. good. Yeah. I feel like I've got the solar panels on. That's literally what I feel like. I've got a, like a backpack with solar panels attached is what I feel like happened. Uh-huh. I just had like a huge zap of, uh, of sunlight and I'm just, I'm ready to go. Keep it up, baby.
1: You are my sunshine, Gab. Oh,
0: that's adorable. You're my sunshine. I love you. Our listeners just vomited a little in their mouths. <laughs>
1: We'll deal with it, all right. Deal with it. We love each other.
0: <laughs> oh, we love each other. Oh my god, it's so good. Uh, I do. It's I do love though. you, though. I do. I do love you too. Have
1: a um. Have a good week. You get too. that sunshine in you. Who would have thought? Hmm. <laughs> Biology in the sky. Biology. Science.
0: <laughs> Science. <laughs> good night. It's my bedtime. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you better get to bed. Oh, All right. Mwah. I love you. Kisses. Anyway, well. Bye. Bye.